Welcome, everybody. A.K.A. Just saying, A.K.A. Not the Worst. Uh, I'm Darius Keel, and today I'm joined by, wait, what's my name again? Wazdi. What is The Wazdi. Wazdi? The Wazdi. And on my left here is the Yeti, A.K.A. Cornelius Corn, A.K.A. Jetty Baghetti. Say hi, Yeti. Hey, how's it going, y'all? <laughs> Ralph Mouth. Ow! And Dandy David Colby. Yeah. Daddy David Colby. How you guys doing? I picked that name. <laughs> you guys doing all right? Quite well. Uh, doing great. Very well. Just looking at a picture of Paige Stoyakovich over here. I love Paige Stoyakovich. It <laughs> is prime. Check this out. Check that out. Watching the maps. Yeah, he, he really did gain some weight there at the end, didn't he? He did, yeah. I think he stopped getting it. Yeah, he just, he just started jacking threes, but... Who the fuck is this guy? Paige Stoyakovich? <laughs> Thank you, bitch. He helped us win the teams. Did he, did he, he choose that name? He was integral in the match, the match winning the championship. He was. Did he choose being a stanky bitch? I don't know. Stanky bitch. <laughs> I think he just arrived that way. Alright, so we're going to start off talking about what you guys are drinking tonight. So everybody's got some very unique uh, drinks in front of them. Especially Brian here. What is that that you're drinking? This is an adjunct lager. Uh, just made that up. An adjunct lager. <laughs> okay, adjunct. I did. Uh, this is an adjunct lager called Hams. That's two Hams. It's an American right. classic. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know. Is that a Northeast beer? I feel like it is. I mean, any beer made like this is made in the Northeast. That looks like Yingling or some shit. Certainly. Now, is that served in a can? Yeah. How, oh, how big is that can? Is it 25 ounces? It, I would hope so. <laughs> it's actually brewed in the true family tradition from purest water and choicest barley malt, grain, and hops. Available at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris, uh, David, and I, Dandy David and I, um, discovered the joys of the 25-ounce Bud Light this weekend um, at a place called Peckerheads, which is a wonderful establishment. Why would you want another ounce of that shit? 36. When you're done, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, 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 last two ounces, the last two ounces of a 12-ounce can are already, like, pissy fucking spit water. Yeah, yeah. Why do you need more of it? I don't even know. David, what are you drinking tonight? You got something interesting in there. Heavy machinery. Is that that's Austin IPA. Beer Works, right? Austin Beer Works. Nice. IPA. Not quite ham levels of loggerness, but let's get it done. Chris, what is this? I have a 2013 Merlot. <laughs> 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 so 
the yeah, choicest drinks available at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. mm, yeah, I'll take a taste. You got Give a it a problem. Oh. Oh. oh, not one of those fancy ones. <laughs> Twist us. <laughs> well, we were fondling the Mad Dog right before we came over here. Mm. Don't bring Mad Dog in my house. <laughs> no, thank you. Mm. Well, that's some booze. That's not bad. I'll drink that. Oh, yeah, How's great. the hangover with that? Uh, let you know. <laughs> it's your first time. <laughs> All right. So uh, right now we're gonna like skip Rangers this week because it was just me monologuing last week. Um, and although I will say one thing I found out this week is my favorite blog of all time. The, the name of it, at least, is Nolan Wrighton. That is. I want to give shout outs to those guys because that is a wonderful, wonderful blog. But it's actually kind of ironic now. I don't know what they're going to do now that Nolan Ryan's not a ranger anymore. So, Wait, Nolan Ryan's not a ranger? They kicked him out. He's in uh, Houston now. Um, his son is the president of the Astros, and he's a special consultant to the president. Sure. sure. It's a real George Bush Jr. senior thing going on. You know? But anyways. Without running the country. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like running the country, right? Running the baseball team. Juniors the, the worst. So. <laughs> I don't follow baseball, but I feel like the Astros are a shit baseball team. Wow. George George Bush Jr. also... They're one of the worst team, the teams. George Bush Jr. was also responsible for nearly driving the Rangers bankrupt. And then he sold out when the time was good. And that's I mean, that's just a big mess. That's his forte. Like, Later, yeah. to be our U.S. president. That man's yeah. great, and no one wanted to get out. Right. Well, yeah. he, prefer, he proverbially turns the lights out on his <laughs> way out. So the 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 decade after he left was Obama's presidency in baseball. Essentially, it was terrible. So, well, anyways, yeah, politics. Um, yeah, so you guys have basketball to talk about. What's going on with the Mavs? What's happening? You guys got some talking points. Mavs are playing at the moment. We got... 39-37 Mavs. We got... I think we got a lot to talk about. We do. We got, we got all this shake-up with uh, Gortat. We do need to address... All the shake-up with Marcin Gortat. A, a better player in I've got our lower 2014 <laughs> than Tyson Chandler. That's not what you said last I've got a few stats that really shocked me, like, that stand out to me. Um... That maybe may, may tip the scales. Um, German basketball Bundesliga champion 2006. That that one really like for Martin Gortat. Ta- did not I, know that. I didn't know either. Um, but and he also won the BBL Cup three times. What? Watch out for that man. He's a great player. Which well, I mean, only getting better. We know he that the BBL Cup in, in the uh, the Bundesliga is is a. I hope I'm saying that right. Is a breeding ground for great talent. Um, Where did Dirk come from here? Certainly he did. Uh, I was being passive aggressive. <laughs> no, in no, case no. you didn't know. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, I am a no. um, a Bros Baskets uh, fan. Uh, they're out of Bamberg, Germany. <laughs> which, in case real. you didn't know, Bamberg's that, not a town. That, Bros Baskets. I'm the Bros Baskets fan, and uh, <laughs> I just my shirt it got kind of shrunk in the wash, so I don't have it on tonight. <laughs> but they, I am a big fan of their team. Um, they actually won three in a row. But Martin Gortat, I mean, his resume, his resume, resume really actually speaks for itself. I, don't know. I think we need a formal apology. From I'm, I'm just Dave, saying Dave. the man, the man <laughs> scores. to Brian. The man the scores more running. points a game, more his career than Tyson Chandler has scored. He's close on rebounds, and in the past five years, he's far better. In the far past better. five years, yeah. far better. But Tyson, Tyson Chandler is a good player who everyone thinks is great because he played with Dirk Nowitzki and won a championship. 
Question. Marcin Gortat's played with Steve Nash. Well, Gert- well and does Gortat Marcin Gortat has not recently played with Steve Nash, and now he plays with a really great guard. Marcin Gortat is a better player today than Tyson Chandler. Easy. Maybe Perhaps I was being hyperbolic when I said he was better as a player forever a nice way to say than Tyson Chandler, but this year, if I had to choose one center for the Mavs between the two of them, I would choose Marcin Gortat 100% of the time. Was there a chance no, for this, or are you guys no just chance. talking fantasy? No, this is just is this... completely made up. Okay, okay. There's no Marcin chance Gortat is going to continue staying. He's going to stay with the Washington Wizards because they have a great center they're going to hold on to. Who is this? Uh, unless, yeah. unless, like somebody offers him some cash considerations, yeah. then, <laughs> then you never know. The table's my turn. He, he might go anywhere. <laughs> Just telling you, he is a better player today than Tyson Chandler. Okay. Is there any good uh, two points four turnovers in his last game versus Brooklyn? Well, the Brooklyn Nets are well known for having a great front line. <laughs> Kevin Garnett's been out with back spasms for like a week and a half. Back <laughs> <laughs> spasms. Yeah. The man's averaging 14 During points a game. During that stint, he played year. better than Marcin. He's Gortat. averaging 14 points and 10 rebounds a game this year. When was the last time the Mavericks had a player do that? Hmm. Mm, I don't know about that. So that's. The so the moral of the story is I'm not going to apologize for saying Marcin Gortat is a better player. Should, I, don't I don't mind doing it on behalf of you. That's what I'm saying. The man doesn't... Yeah, he really doesn't have anything to do with it. Tyson Chandler, championship year for Dallas. 10 points, 9 rebounds a game. Fewer blocks a game. Whoa! <laughs> David, don't set his here. Okay. Everybody protect the beer. Overall, falling out of my chair. I just noticed that I wasn't using your coaster on your fine table here. Oh, I think I cheated. I, uh, everybody I know in their 20s owns this table at some point in their lives. I think they do. Yeah. They should. You guys have this one, don't you? No. They, or, have, they have another model. They have another model that's very similar. We had one a little bit thicker in Seattle. Cheaper. It it's like, really coming apart. It's more like that. That's what we have. Mm-hmm. It's brother. That's a classic desk right there. It's it got a nice retro thing. feel to it. It's, a, it's like a year and a half old. No, that thing's probably two and a half years old. Two and, really and a half years old. old. That's retro Ikea right This is there. a really interesting podcast. Yeah, we'll Twitter pictures of all this. Yeah. I mean, what, I, I, what I wanted to talk... Okay, so what I wanted to guys want to see is pictures of it's a fine place. What I want to talk about uh, next was Sean Marion and, and the question, which I, I, I had this conversation outside of the podcast before, and last night this was really, um, I think it made this um, uh, quandary or question or um, or argument more interesting is Sean Marion last night. Like, what if you knew how what Sean Marion was going to be throughout his career? Um, not saying that he was as good as a player, or excuse me, as explosive as a player his whole career, but now the role he settled into and the role he had during the championship years, plus the role he had with the Phoenix Suns being, I mean, um, an all-out star. What would, I mean, what do you, where do you draft Sean Marion, and what would you give Sean Marion early on in his career in a second or third year? Um, the second or year, third year in his career, what what? What would you anybody if it would worked away in his contract? Uh, where would you draft him? Like if you if he came into the draft and you knew where where he was gonna what he was gonna be, the way he is now. What where how would you draft him? Because I mean, if he settles into a role like this this late in his career, I mean, how, what is that guy for your team? Oh, it's invaluable, but you never know that when you're going to draft somebody. You don't, you don't. Yeah, but like, but I well, mean, and I think like, Sean Marion. Oh, okay, I think Sean Marion's a good a good example of a question to ask that because. 
Um, there are uh, quote-unquote flashy guys. Uh, I don't need to say their names, but you know who I'm talking about. There are flashy guys around the NBA that are easy. It's an easy. It's easy call. He's gonna sell jerseys at your team. He's marketed but, totally different. He's that's the difference between him and a lot of the superstars is marketing. Like he's comfortable his entire career being a role player and being the second option in Phoenix Suns. So what is he? What is he worth to you? Three years into his contract, monetary wise or trade trade bait wise? I think we should probably shed him at the end of this year. Really? Yeah. I mean, he had some good games. You think he doesn't have any tread left on his tire or what? No, he's he's fine, but he's gonna run out of tread on his tires. So he certainly the, Maver- really the Mavericks right. have have very few pieces to build for the future at this point. They've got they've got a bunch of old ass men surrounding dirt. And at Who's some point, they're going to have to start building. But he is old, and we have his Relative. vertex. Yeah. So we can sign him for a very little amount and keep him as a map. But so there's really no reason to get rid of him unless we trade him. And who, like, what can we get? Is it? It's just worth us keeping him. We have his bird rights, so we can give him just nothing. But he is taking minutes away potentially from. But he's producing young, still young at a high players. level still. Oh my god! Not the guy produces. The guy produces every freaking. Unless night. we can get a Luol Deng or something like that, then he's still valuable. That's why I call him stat sheet because he, if you look at the first page of the stat sheet, you might see a few things he's done. Then you just Stoudemire. keep. You keep looking. <laughs> Who Stoudemire? Yeah, I think that's his nickname. Stat. Stat. <laughs> no, there is a, there's a person a stat. Uh, that's an acronym. Person. It is no uh, Sean Marion. If you look at the whole one, I mean it's. Every night, he hits almost every single category. I wanted to ask, do you think he will be a Hall of Famer? No. Sean, Sean Mary. Why not? I don't think he, I don't think he was high enough profile. And so you just think it's like a marketing thing? To some degree it is, yeah. I mean, to some they not determine, he's been one of the best They don't determine this based on raw stats, though? 12 years. And that's, it's such a difficult, it's such a difficult, it, it is a raw, it's such a difficult thing, because it is a raw stat. In the baseball well, hall of fame, they'll put anybody as long as they just have yeah, to. But you, you have to understand that the MVP, every single uh, hall of fame, because of size and just because of nature of the um, the the culture of, of how they're inducted, every single one is, is completely different and behaves completely different as a separate entity. It, it, across the board, there there's no comparison. I don't think in, in any way. Hmm. Um, there are less stats in that game too that you could like quantify a player for. You know, they're winning. I mean, well, and, 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 their and, value and furthermore, which it's this is a situation we should, probably shouldn't even um, bring in, but it, it, it's worthy of it. It's, you do have at this point, um, it is colored by a, a drug scandal, which may be going on and probably is going on in every other sport. With baseball, yeah, yeah, no, it's they actually you saw how they're, they're not letting in Hall of Famers now, right? So people like Jose Canseco, well. Well, at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Barry Bonds not going to be a Hall of Famer. He was a Hall of Famer all of his career, even before he took PEDs that we could see when his like jawline stretched about three foot wide. He didn't and, have a neck. Yeah, and he just lost his neck and, and kind of got buried. He had acne like yeah. every square. Depending on the year, Sean Marion could be like. It depends on the year. It's exactly right. And, and we there actually, are worse players in the Hall of Fame. In theory, in theory, we could all be dead when Sean Marion like. What he did on the I mean, because there are people that are getting. He started everyone on the other team. He started at center one year when Stoudemire was. Oh, wow. They got 6 7. I mean, there are campaigns for reverence for players that played in the 70s or 60s right now that that come to light and we're like, who the fuck? Like, and this this is across the board. This is universal in Hall of Fame. And this could be happening, like, you know, 30, 40 years from now, not when we're quote unquote dead. But, I mean, 
the theory is there that we could be in the, there's Sean Marion. And, and why wouldn't he be? The guy's got a championship ring. There are people in the Hall of Fame that do not have championship rings. And the things he's accomplished on his own, he's made players around him better. And he's he's can create his own. He doesn't need a great player on his team. You mentioned it being effective. not being high profile enough. So I'm assuming it's just a random uh, set of voters. I mean, how many votes does it take to get into the Hall? I game? wish I, I could tell you the specifics on that. That's a, that's another podcast. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. No, no. That what you're talking about is very relevant to what we're talking about. And then like this is the conversation right now. Um, I wonder all with the most unconventional shot in the history, maybe. Oh my gosh, the, the ugliest snap, the ugliest shot. weirdest. Yeah. I mean, sometimes highly effective. That's the, I, sometimes highly early in his career, highly effective. Right. Not he was sometimes. a three point shooter. He was a great shooter. So who's gonna oh, retire? Is worse than Noah and the Bulls? Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's Far terrible. Oh, Who's yeah. going to retire really? Sean Marion's jersey? Okay. The Suns or the Mavs? The Mavs. The Mavs. The Mavs. I think so. I, I don't think it's such a, that's a tough one. Like nine years with the Suns. And yeah. The most productive that's years so were there. tough. Wow. But he, he didn't win a championship. But he know, was key in the Mavs winning a championship. And Mark Cuban. Went to the Western Conference. Finals. Mark Cuban don't get to choose whose jersey is retired. Yeah. And you know what's weird? Is there even a retired jersey in the Mavs yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, plenty. Oh, okay. Probably, uh, there it Rolando is. It's Black the first hit on YouTube. First hit. Okay. Certainly, Rolando Blackman is retired. I apologize. So, yeah, <laughs> Sean Marion has probably the strangest jump shot I've ever seen in my entire life. <clears throat> um, Let me see this. I hope this isn't a Kevin Ware. The question I was going to ask is that uh, <laughs> he looks like me out there. Uh, it's, it's weird. It looks like you when you um you you uh, I don't know if any of these of the listeners out there play um sports video games. It sounds like uh it's like when you undershoot a uh, shot on like uh, a, a basketball video game. It's like you just tap the button. You just tap the button real quick. Buttons. Is what it looks like, and yeah. it always has looked that way to me. It doesn't look like it's right. Um, but what, you know what's weird? His disappearing uh his disappearing uh nickname. It was around for what like a year, maybe two. Sean Murray? The yeah, the Matrix. He is the Matrix. Yeah, Matrix. the Matrix. Well, now they call him Tricks. Tricks? Why don't they Where did that him? come from, the Matrix? I, I was always wondering, where did that come from? That came from, um, I think that was uh, Kenny Smith. Named him that in the beginning of his career. Because he could do everything. I think so. Kenny Smith, in the preseason of his rookie year. What a great, and you know, what a great, uh, you'll hear me talk about this uh, a lot. It is, and anyone who knows me has heard me talk about this before. To a great length. What a great um, uh, debt the NBA and uh, owes to play, and a lot of players owe to Scotty Pippen because there are so many players right now fitting into that role. And before there wasn't tweeners like that the way Scotty Pippen played. Um, people were kind of set in their roles, and uh, Scotty Pippen, uh, Sean Marion, is a Scotty Pippen esque player if there ever was one. Mm. Absolutely. And you can go back to James Ward. You can go back. You can definitely go back. As a transition well. to it, definitely. Scotty Hume was this, the solidification of it. Uh, and then Grant Hill was right on the piggyback of it. I, don't, I think there's an argument to be made that his jersey can be retired in Phoenix. He averaged well, it can be 10 plus rebounds a game as a small forward four years in a row and nine another four years in a row. And shot fifty percent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They could retire. He's incredibly pr- productive. Yeah. They probably should. The guy's ridiculous. So, so where do you draft him in a draft? 
I don't know what year he was drafted. He was he was drafted in 1999. I'm looking through the draft, and the big takeaway for me is that the 1999 draft was probably the best year for nicknames. Because in addition to the Matrix, have Corey Badporn Maggetti. In in addition to the Matrix, <laughs> it has Corey Badporn Maggetti, <laughs> Stevie Franchise, <laughs> and Andre AK47. That's one of the best. Right. All yeah, in the first well, round. Badporn is the best. What well, AK47? What, what was the the, the punchline for Badporn? I uh, there's a lot of scoring, but do you really want to watch it? <laughs> there's that one, and then there's yeah. uh, a lot of penetrating, very little finish. <laughs> That's good. Well, Rip Hamilton was also in that draft. Rip Hamilton, yeah, great. Jason the Jet Terry was in that draft. That's a great name. Just a, a lot of great nicknames. Considering the history of bad number one pick decisions, you would have, knowing what you know now, you'd have to take Sean Marion as soon as you can get him. If you know... As soon as you can get him. As soon as you can get him. Can, yeah. Yeah. Easily. Where yeah. did he go? He went number nine. We The, the top yeah, ten in that we draft. Yeah, Elton, Elton Brand was number one. Stevie Franchise was number two. Baron Davis was number three. Those are... That's hard to argue with. Lamar Odom... Sure did uh, Steve Nash and uh, his pick to the Suns, so they picked him. From, oh, a yeah. from a longevity standpoint, I mean... Lamar Odom was there. The first pick that was really a bad pick in that draft was Jonathan Bender at number five. Everybody, I say Jonathan Bender, and everybody says, who the fuck is Jonathan Bender? Wally Serbiak is number six. That's too bad. Oh, Wally. I know. But Wally Serbiak, a fine NBA player. I'm I'm a big Wally World fan. He's probably got one of the best NBA. (laughs) Another great nickname, Wally World. He's got one of the best uh, NBA haircuts of all time. I, where I went to school in Dallas was next to uh, Lake Highlands. And during that time, he had a very, I would call it, um, Lake Highlands look. Like, I don't think the man would have been out of place in a pair of khaki pants. Certainly not. He, he, certainly he probably not. owns at least 10 pairs of khaki pants. At least 10 pairs. And, and definitely, and definitely there he did. And he probably had a, a girlfriend named Jennifer with blonde hair. In that time. Peter Necklace. In a Peter He definitely did. Wally's Irving. You know, I used to laugh at the man so much because he was just so, I mean, for lack of a better word, he was so white. And, like, <laughs> I mean, the motherfucker was actually a pretty damn good player. Pretty and, good like, player. and, like, the he way that... his whiteness. No, he did. The way... <laughs> he overcome even that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And so the way they, you know, they magnify stats and, and, and one good year on uh, basketball games, uh, video games, Wally was just unstoppable in there. You just got Wally and just sit back and just jack threes all day. Just jack threes. Just and dunk on people if you want, you know, give your hair a couple combs and <laughs> go to the locker room. <laughs> then after after Wally, we had Rip Hamilton being taken at number seven. Andre Miller. When Rip eight. was effective, Rip was effective. He really Andre Miller really maybe the most underrated point guard in NBA history. Nineteen ninety nine was a good That's true. Year. He's Andre, he's Andre a, Miller was eight. He was a youth, right? Um Yes, he was. Hey, I remember that Utes team. They had Rick Majerus, um, one of the most morbidly obese gentlemen in uh, <laughs> professional sports. Uh, he actually frightened me a little. Watch him, like more than Babe Ruth. Huh? More than Babe. More than Babe Ruth. It's. I mean, literally, you could see diabetes was winning. Um, <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> After you get out of the top ten of this draft, it starts to get bad. Trajan Langdon was in there. Corey McGetty was taken at number 13. They're going to take, man, people are always going to take the reverence, the reverence for Duke. I mean, I, is, is it founded? I don't know. But the reverence for Duke is through the, through the roof. And Trajan Langdon. That year, Duke took, they had Elton Brand taking number one. Trajan Langdon taking number 11. Corey McGetty at 13. William Avery at 14. 
People Andre Miller is ninth all time. And you, I mean, you think you look at the, you look at the uh, at Duke University and why they get so much uh, reverence and play from um, NBA because literally those scouts, you know, are they don't have to scout the team because they're on damn CBS every weekend and they're on ESPN Tuesday night every damn week. It's like you don't even have to scout the team. Everyone knows it. That's why I believe those those players are going to get more play. Instead of drafting all those Duke players, who who should have been number one from that draft? Named off a lot of great players, still haven't gotten the best one yet. For what? The, the nineteen ninety number drafts. one with number one with prescience or number one like with uh, hindsight? With, with hindsight, after like looking back on all of their careers, and we haven't gotten to the best player in the draft who's taken at number fifty-seven. Who was it? Manu Ginobili. Mm. I'll take him every time. I'll take him number one. Him, Easily the Mary number one. Yeah. I can build a team. Yeah. You, I think. I think anyone like you don't. You don't have to be. You could be a dummy. You can build a team. Seen. Best finishers of Corey Badporn Maggetti taken at number thirteen. <laughs> um, Manu Ginobili taken at number fifty-seven. And Manu Ginobili might be the best. Um, at switching off like hands that I've ever seen, like maybe the best like but ambidextrous player. Yeah, the way he shoots towards his body, finishing under the basket, it's, you can't, I mean, him, Kobe, like, who else under the goal like that can be there? in the league at the moment? Tony Parker. Perhaps. He, he, he relies a lot more. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> what, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> well, let's move on to Phil Jackson. Should we, yeah, should we pause for a second? Official beer of uh, the Big Three podcast. It's Ham's <laughs> Adjunct Lager since 1865. We would love a sponsorship. This is a <laughs> This is the unofficial. We don't want to get nobody wants to get sued on this. Actually, 2014. The unofficial. Okay, so um, and uh, I like purple stuff that comes out of bottles too. But we were just talking about some um, Sean Marion and other various uh, NBA items. And the uh, top, another top item we got here is um, Greg Popovich for Coach of the Year. And the, the role that, which now it's starting to become more defined, the role that Phil Jackson is going to have with the New York Knicks because the New York Knicks sure needs somebody to take a role uh, besides um, Spike Lee and uh, Carmelo. And Woody Allen. And Woody Allen, of course. Like, I almost forgot. This is um, the best pickup they could do yeah, after the trade deadline. It's the best pickup. So, <laughs> completely <laughs> desired to keep Melo. And so, okay, okay. And, and I see this on, I'm looking over, I'm like cheating off my uh, my cousin's page here, the Yeti. And uh, I see he's talk, he wants to talk more also about um, Melo as a superstar. I don't know if he's going to make a question mark or what. Melo is a superstar, right? Well, Dave brought it up last time. He, what is he, he a superstar? He went on quite a rant about Melo not being a superstar. 
And you brought up, like, did he win any playoff game? He actually went to the Western Conference Finals, beat Dallas in the process. Did they? Did they? Yeah. That's that cool. was the first year that cool. Mr. Big Shot got. And, so and, and he I is believe a proven winner. Like, he won at Syracuse. Like, he I, is a proven winner. Bro. He can do it. He's not the best defender, of course. When did when did they go to the Western Conference Finals? I don't know. What was that? That, uh, that had to be like six or something. Somewhere around there. 2006 because the Mavs made the finals that year. It was right after AI left and Mr. Big Shot got there. So it must have been 2005. It could have been. That makes sense. So that's, I mean, for a man who's yeah, like a good superstar, build your team around a player to have been to the Western Conference Finals nine years ago, and that's your argument. I think it's how you define, no, I think it's how you define, no, it's you define a superstar. That. The way I define a superstar is 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 actually, it's at odds with winning, because uh, a superstar, get, I mean, not just, they don't have to um, exclusively just give a, a shit about their shots and their quote-unquote ball time. Um, They, they just... They always have the ball, or or not just around the ball. They always have the ball. They're always scoring. They have shine. They got um, swagger. Mm-hmm. I know I use this word. I don't like to use it, but I did use it. Well, your argument last time wasn't mostly about scoring, like or you know winning. You said he just wasn't a winner. Well, he's and that's why he, he hasn't won time. recently. Certainly, I mean he, maybe he won, but he also had a well, then we team can't call him. Dwight Howard a superstar. Well, okay. Right. Carmelo Anthony is a superstar, but he's not okay. deserving of the title of superstar. In my book, if you're going to build a team around someone, if you're going to call them like your star player, they should be a winner on their own. Like Dirk Nowitzki, who has carried a bunch of you, just completely worthless dudes to the playoffs 13 times in a row. Do you think Tex Winter's like, triangle offense through Phil Jackson is going to make him better or worse? Do you think he's going to flourish in it? Do you think it's... Chandler is gonna help. I don't even know if they'll have Chandler next year. I don't. I don't think they'll have Chandler next year. I don't think so either. Too but too old. which is another good point because you need a big man that is good in the post, but also can pass for the triangle offense. What they should do is get Marcin Gortat, and that will solve all the problems. Probably Greg. <laughs> Probably Greg Monroe. Uh, but yeah, how will he how will he fare into the triangle offense? And you think? I don't. I don't think Melo's game is going to adapt as well to the triangle offense. If they're going to institute the triangle offense, is Phil Jackson coaching? No. no. Phil Jackson. So is actually, are they? Do we know that they're going to be running a Phil Jackson scheme? Uh, we don't know who the coach is going to be next year. Right. So he's and actually. It's going to be a puppet of Phil Jackson. He's speaking so, about the the five. I don't know what they're doing here right this now. So who is this? Phil Jackson. He's talking about the five coaches that he would actually uh-huh. consider, but he is the leader of the front office. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the thing that I found really weird about this was that he, uh, the word is, is that he basically made demands to the Knicks, and they basically did, they, they gave him every single one that he wanted. Yeah. The weirdest to me was the fact that he gets to stay in LA and only is due in New York two times a month during the season. During the season. Right. He right. doesn't have to scout players or anything like that. This is they're, all very strange. Well, when he left they, LA, they're paying him a, like a gratuitous amount of money for this crap. And he gets full say over what happens in the front office. He has no front office experience whatsoever. He's a coach, but that doesn't mean you can play the front office. When he left you know? LA, he said he would come back the next year if he didn't have to coach road games. Right. Like he's just his incredible like and uh, disabilities, like his back problems, leg problems. He's right. Like six nine or whatever. So he's also almost seventy. So there you, you know, know. Yeah, he's not doing well. But I don't well, know. I mean, I mean we'll, we'll see how it works out. I, but I don't know what. As a coach, I mean, it's such a different skill set for any front office, for any sports team ever. I mean, and and again, I wasn't trying to down the guy for his 13 rings or whatever last podcast, but he got, he had Jordan and he had Kobe. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what what the fuck is he going to do in a Knicks team that, I mean, has Carmelo Anthony and... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who else, Carmelo you know? Anthony is a, is a fine basketball player, but let's just be you honest. Carmelo Anthony is not Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. Or I mean, well, what is a superstar? Or I mean, Scottie Pippen. I mean, I say potato, you say Cortado. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what, would you say that <laughs> what you is it? the superstar role is something as nebulous as, uh, as what, what they say for uh, how they would vote in a Hall of Famer? So, so for, what I mean by that is, are, are they just not? Is he not high profile enough? Is is he too high profile? So therefore, he's a superstar, even though he's not a winner. I, I think. Mean, what What would you define as as a superstar? I think a superstar has a certain. Because um, he's got a lot of jerseys. It's, 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 it's that it's that thing. It's that thing. A superstar doesn't. We're sitting around and talking about. It. Right. Yeah. A superstar yeah. doesn't have to he's have. On, doesn't have to have winning Carmelo percentage. He doesn't have to winning percentage. He doesn't have to have shooting percentage. It's it's I, I think a lot of it is based, yes it is a collection of stats and, and quote unquote attributes but it's 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 it shine is one of them I believe I mean that's what a superstar has he has shine he's got sex sex appeal like yeah. that's what a superstar is and I don't mean sex appeal in the classical sense I mean you're selling jerseys. If Jerry Jones go. wants you on there his you team. A superstar, you know, a superstar. That's a great. That's a great point. A superstar yeah. sells jerseys. He's got scoring contests. That's when kids learn the game of basketball. They start watching it. This is the players they watch, whether they're the best players oh, yeah. in the league yeah. or not. Plus, right. he's got international appeal. He's been. He's had his Olympic gold medal. Everyone around the world knows his name. Knows basketball. Mm-hmm. So the man's clearly a superstar. Yeah. But so, but he's not a winner, which is David. Sure, uh, David's separation last podcast. Hey, I mean, if, if you look at it and you, you read the uh, the quote unquote the basketball book that everyone reads from, and this is a proverbial book. Carmelo Malone ain't a winner either, <laughs> and Carmelo Malone is is arguably, I mean, not arguably. He's top five power forwards all time. Carmelo went to two NBA finals, and he would have won both. He, of he's not a winner. The he would have won both of those if he didn't play against Michael. But Jordan. most people will tell you, if you do not have a ring, you're not a winner, and that's yeah, fair that's, to yeah. some degree. He, I, didn't, I, he never won the title. I have never but been a fan of that argument. If Carmelo, I, ne- I, I know, I, I, I'm so. I think it's a good argument because it, I'm so on the fence about it. Dan Marino. The, the you, can name them, you can name them yeah, forever. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you the can the Knicks are playing in a god-awful piece-of-shit conference, and they are 27-40 and 40 this year. Like, I mean, that's... that's so they're in, like, uh, like, third place? Who do they compete yeah. against? That actually <laughs> I mean... The what? Who do they compete against in their division that actually matters? The, the Miami Heat okay. and the Indiana Pacers one. are the only the Pacers in the conference now. that yeah. matter even a tiny amount. Right. There are two teams. Toronto is the best after them. And, oh, and Toronto yeah. would be, gross. I think, a seven seed. <laughs> With uh, their current record playing a bunch of Eastern the Canadians Conference are, The Canadians are beating. So that, that's what I'm saying is Carmelo <laughs> Anthony, if the best he can do is 27 and 40 against a god awful embarrassment of a conference. Has he been regular? Is he, like, is he injury he need, prone? He needs something better he, than that. <sighs> Oh, you had a little fly in the center of the game. Also, I want to say about Phil Jackson, we <laughs> have to take into account that he won two championships as a Nick. Maybe he just right. wants to end That's... his basketball career with an easy job, a lot of fucking money, as a Nick. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe but... it's not about going back and doing the whole Kobe, right. Shaq, Jordan, Dickie Simpkins kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It could be that. Like the that. Fly in the, yeah. Okay, the fly in the Melody got a drink. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So David just, Dave, Danny David just said David Danny. I tried to knock a free fly. I thought it was a free fly off David's cup as a, as a uh, I don't know if 
Proverbial. I'm a little inebriated. Uh, <laughs> was it a garnet? Was it like garnish? I, am a, I, I was trying to be, I don't know what I was trying to be. Uh, I was trying to be uh, courteous. But <laughs> I was in New Orleans this last weekend, um, and uh, which is a fine town. If anyone hasn't been there, you should go. I was trying to start a betting pool to see if you guys would have survived. Uh, I, I survived. Nobody else had bet me because it was too morbid. Do, but. <laughs> Melody, Melody got a, cut, a drink on a... On bourbon, I keep wanting to say six because they're so they're so they mirror each other so well. They're they're strange. I got a cup of like drink that had a like like the old like you know the old trick like the old novelty trick like the piece of ice had a fly inside <laughs> <laughs> and it truly did. <laughs> it truly did have a, piece, a fly inside of it. Well, that's that's courteous because then you get to take the piece of ice out. Yeah, it's exactly. The fly never touched your drink. The fly never no touched your drink. I feel really bad for the bartenders having to deal with that shit every time. Oh, I can't. Believe it. It's, it's I don't feel bad for them. They probably make buku. That doesn't sound sanitary. <sighs> it's not sanitary. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> buku wampum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mucho wampum, but. <laughs> <laughs> It is quite a place. It's it's the most special place I've ever seen. I can't imagine. Yeah, you seem to be reeling from it. You've been back for a day now. What's the hams? The hams is taking you back. (laughs) Unofficial. The taste in your mouth is the taste of New Orleans. Hams. (laughs) Adjunct lager. Did you see the little dog we encountered? Uh, Beignet? I did not. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in the bar, right? Yeah, Top Hat. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's greatness. He's the unofficial mascot. Bulldogs and Top Hats always. Of drunkenness. So Hams is again, <laughs> once again, uh, to recap, Hams is the unofficial uh, uh, sponsor of the uh, Big Three podcast. Now it's become Big Four. We are missing uh, D, which he's in. Ah, that's a great story to talk about as well. Like I, I got, I'm gonna put this on the agenda for our next. Um, after our next break, we're gonna talk about the the big wampin catfish. Oh God! That was that was that was born and bred in God's country. <laughs> Before we come back, and and our other buddy, uh, the mathematician, um, Matt Matt Finish, Matalak, um, Matt Libs, Matt Libs, Matty Greenspan, Matt Apropism, Matt. Jesus Christ, the Matter Day Saints. Jesus Christ, the Matter Day Saints. fell out of a chair. Sierra Nevada. <laughs> we'll be back soon. <laughs> Here we are back. Uh, everyone's uh, 
is full of their Adam Sandler uh, arguments and uh, dealing with the death of Wayne Knight. And in case you don't know who Wayne Knight is, he um, was the a long running character Newman on Seinfeld, as well as um, uh, the ah 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 you didn't say the magic word guy in Jurassic Park. I don't know if you know him. Um, but anyways, it's a happy days. It's a happy days. <laughs> We're also talking about Matt and how he's not. He will not be here this week, and hopefully he's going to be here next week um, because we really like um, the way he um, wiki sign. There's a Seinfeld Wikipedia. I'm sorry, I'm cheating for the podcast, but you, a Seinfeld all, no Wikipedia. Is there's no cheating. It's just, <laughs> this, this is what you call doing. This is how this we is do things. An incredible picture of Wayne. Knight. That is an incredible picture. Like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. That smile is perfect. That's that excellent. It's an excellent picture. I wish someone had a portrait of me that looked that. Brian, this is going to make you really happy. Wayne Knight, latest victim of internet death hoax. Still alive. Oh, good good job, Wayne Knight. Still alive. Good job staying alive and getting a hoax. I know, he's killing it right now. I see John O'Hurley here. If you did that to me about John O'Hurley, I would really... I wonder if this is a marketing... If I figure it out, if I figure out that you told me a a, a hoax, if you perpetuated a hoax about Wayne uh, Wayne Knight or, excuse (laughs) me, John O'Hurley, we've got problems. I'm sorry. Maybe it's a marketing company trying to get him relevant again before he like ships out a movie. Speaking of, can we can we we talk about this at the end of this, or 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 we'll put it on another another bracket, but the Hubber marketing campaign. I want to talk about. No, just talk about it. What is this? Okay, so the Hubber marketing campaign. I know there's a lot of people which we uh, we have this pervasive culture and with the um with the internet where people read one line of a fucking story or one line a tagline from a YouTube video and they post it. They post it to they post it ad nauseum. Right. And this is something that America has collectively, or quote unquote, the nerds of America have collectively been wishing for for um I guess twenty years now. Or now hover, thirty. Hover, hover for context is a web hosting company. Is that who you're talking about? Uh, let me finish. Okay. okay. It, it, it's only gonna take it'll only take a second for me to reveal exactly what's going on here. So everyone's been wishing that there would ever be a hoverboard. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. Okay. So, but but what is the nature and why? Why did they need to put so much money into making such a hoax uh, exist? Because it is a hoax. That forty-five second video. It's it's it's. I mean, it's it's a fucking hoax. The guys are actors. uh, We thought we weren't gonna get Matt, but we are. Uh Oh, the Maddie minute. Look out! Hey, Matt, how you doing today, buddy? Hoax. (laughs) Hey, what's up? How you doing, Matt? Matt Smith. How do you feel about Wayne Knight? Matt, Wayne Knight. <laughs> You're killing us, Matt. So, Matty Greenspan has joined us. Uh, we did not think that he was going to join us, and we had him on our itinerary to clown him. Uh, but uh, we're not going to now. Matt, Wayne Knight. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Wayne What's Knight. That's okay. So, what are you doing in the boonies? It is a new baby. I love babies, man. What? What's the total amount of babies right now? That's the first of how many? We need your predictions on on your cousin's baby or your <laughs> your cousin's baby count at the end. Tell us about that little miracle. <laughs> So you think okay. he's trying for a baker's dozen or what? Is <laughs> <laughs> she trying to go for a half baker or do you think it's possible? 
a baker's dozen. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it can be done, I suppose. Also, by the way, Matt... That's great. Yeah, so Matt, today you're about to buy Ham's beer. It's America's classic premium beer. And if you didn't know this before, now you know it. It's born in the land of sky blue waters. They're unofficial, unofficial, we should we should say. What's the Wakanese brew? Okay, uh, so what's our question for Matt today for the Maddie Minute? Uh, WNBA? It's a little old, but but let's talk about um Matt uh Mac Mac Brown leaving. What's up with Mac Brown? What's your opinion? You got one minute. Oh, with Mac Brown leaving. Well, I mean, I, I think it's uh it's about time for a new foundational start. Um, I I don't think that the fan base is behind it anymore, one way or the other. Um, and you really don't have an impact or change, uh, regardless if you have the right person or not. Um. By not having a, a unit coach, which is the means to an end. Um, I think coming in, he's from Louisville, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, Max Strong. Max Strong. Have you spoken to Mac Brown after this? <laughs> what? Have you spoken to Mac Brown since his firing? <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Very honest answer. Can you, can you, can you, um, uh, encapsulate what's going on. Uh, nutshell, can you nutshell what's going on with the people you know that are Texas fans and what their thoughts are? Uh, um, I, I think it's uh, a lot of comparisons to Texas A&M um, and needing a new coach and new new lifeblood, uh, mainly because we're losing out on a lot of recruiting to the Midwest, Florida, um, and of course the SEC now. So the only really way, real solid way to make ourselves relevant uh, in the household again, where the, the people like my parents, age, live and love Mike Brown, was to go and get a new coach and kind of reconnect to the, the young kindling of uh, people's love and heart. Okay, that's the Matty Minute. Thank you for joining us, Matt. You can stay. You can stay behind if you want. Oh yeah, well, I'll uh, I'll probably get back into it when she has finished up for the night, and then I'll uh, look at you guys on the flip. Okay, later, dude. One more question. Oh, one more wait, question. Wait, 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 wait. Maddie, minute. Maddie, second minute. <laughs> yeah. One word about uh, Macaulay Culkin. Pizza. <laughs> That's what Good I wanted word. to hear. Good night, Matt. Exactly Good night. What I to hear. <laughs> God damn it. It was a fucking wreck. Oh wait, I'm it was telling that. That was great. Matt was really insightful. I thought. I, I thought it was too. Oh, no, I didn't see him coming. It couldn't have, like that. It couldn't <laughs> have gone any other way. Like the thing is, if he's not, if he is, like both ways, it's great. Like, yeah. If he goes into one of his crazy like mat- metapropism- malapropisms, <laughs> we, we should we should know that you're that Matt is sober. We just experienced sober. If Matt, he goes on one so of those, it's fun. Yeah. If he does it, it's still fun. That was actually kind of insightful. I'm gonna get him to do whiskey shots it. next time. I was per- it was perfect. I think that's a great. That was a yeah. great minute. That was great. Anyways, what the hell were we talking about before? So what are we what, we were talking about Matt Smith. Matt Smith is doing a lot of talking. Now uh, we were talking about something besides Matt Smith. There was something else we were talking about. We're gonna it? go for Greg, Greg Popovich for a minute. Okay, let's talk Greg Popovich. Um. Since the NBA, oh, oh, we were talking about hoverboards, is what we were talking about. So, what is going on? If do you know anything about like this campaign? Why is it? Why is it so uh, heavily funded? 
what exactly this has what been, kind of dollars are coming back? So, I don't get it. No, no, no. There's no there's no dollars coming back. This was done because this has been an internet prank since the internet existed. Back uh-huh. to the future hoverboards. Actually, it wasn't even an internet prank. There was there when I was a kid, there was a People rumor talking about, it. about about there being magnets in the concrete and all they have to do is just make something that counteracts the magnets. And as like a like you know, a dummies Texas like seven year old, like I was like, I can't wait for hoverboards. Of course they never came true because you know, it's not real. Anyways, that's probably for the Back to the Future 20th anniversary. And people... 30th. 30th, yeah, sorry. Um, I I would say that people probably dump money into it because it's Back to the Future. You think so? People see, think that that is the greatest movie of all time. I've never seen it personally, so I there's can't... A, there's a group of people that think that's the greatest movie all of all time. Well, I hope not. If you go, you seen, if you you've go never to, seen Back to the Future. If you, if you go to... I've never seen Back to the Future. If you go to a video game party, just go to a group of nerds and say, Raise the Lost Ark or Back to the Future and then run away. You just hear them argue instantly. It's Indiana Jones or it's that. Star Wars has largely become irrelevant at this point, so. Okay, getting back to sports. That was an interesting <laughs> segue. 76, 66. Oh, uh, gosh, it's nice to have a team like Boston around to kick around. Uh, mm-hmm. It really is. What a, what a uh, dummy uh, punching bag. The, I mean, the whole Eastern <laughs> Conference is, aside from a couple teams. So, does anyone would we like to talk uh, NFL at all? I know we have uh, a couple of people that are really not big NFL um, fans. Let's let's throw it out there. We got Demarcus Ware moving. Okay, uh, we got Demarcus Ware moving. I like to talk Broncos. about that. I think we all would like to talk about that just for a second. Right. Sure. Okay. So there are we are all from Dallas. Every single one of us is from the Dallas area, um, and you, everyone knows that that metroplex is so large that pretty much if you're anywhere within about, about 60 miles, you're pretty much a Dallasite. And so we all are in the Dallas area. And um, uh, one of the quote-unquote, I mean, you never know, like one of the best players maybe at the end of it all of all uh, for the Cowboys has gone. Uh, his name is Demarcus Ware, and he is definitely a dominant um, horse. He's gone. Obviously, Jerry... Uh, Jones didn't think he had any tread left on his tires, and uh, he's been injury prone. Uh, what does everyone think about that? Obviously, and obviously they're blowing up the team. So, for the position that Demarcus Ware plays, um, I could see why Jerry wouldn't find any value in it. I think if there was somebody a little bit more intelligent in the front office, they could find something for him. Uh, he is injury prone. They didn't get anything for him. They didn't get anything. They didn't get anything. They just wanted him out of they the didn't clubhouse. Get That's it. Well, they didn't want him out of the clubhouse. They just wanted to stop paying him money. Right. Hey, but I always he got something in mind. I would say that he could take like a Ray Lewis position, and Ray Lewis was largely useless for the last like what two years of his career. Oh, I, I mean, think that's just that that's that's foolishness. But go but on. but he got the defense going. He he spark kept everybody plug. going. He's always he was, been a spark he was a plug. coach on the field, and at the same time, if he was coming at you, people kind of remember what Ray Lewis was like before he retired, and so he was still a threat. Demarcus Ware, if they just told him to play less physical. And just get in people's faces. Don't really worry so much about. Um, don't really worry so much about you know actually making a hit or a tackle. So like let the younger guys do that. You're but, saying but take, get them you going. Take, not taking up space on the field. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think I. I, I well, I, with Cowboys defense, what the fuck else would they have? What, I mean, what, do you, what do you got to say about this, Dave? I I I I can't. I personally think this is largely a worthless conversation. <laughs> regardless of team, what the worst, the worst they have the worst defense. They had the worst defense in the league with Demarcus Ware. They can't get any worse. He wasn't with the most of the time. Try to be bad on their defense, so Tom Brady can outscore everyone else. We know he's trying to. The, we, the Cowboys. 
We know, okay, what we think is happening is what uh, is referred to in sports world, we all know it, is, is, a, is, a, is, is a blow up. They're trying to blow the team up and trying to rebuild. But if you do want to blow a team up and rebuild, why don't you take the most useless player on the field in my fucking mind who has never won shit, supposed to be the, 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 the one achieving. Tony Romo, the best player on the team? There you go. Why don't you take him and throw him Six out? Jerseys. Throw He's him out. They had, they had, out and fucking keep they had that chance last year, and what did Jerry do but give him like five or six year contract? They're gonna ride that one to the wheels fall off, and they'll ride him right into the they'll ride him right into the. They just signed Brandon Wheaton, so watch out, Tony Romo. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Happy Days record. Well, we uh, you know, Wheaton's got a. I think he's got he's got a whopping five and fifteen record. Great player. That's a pretty good player. I mean, granted, you take you have to have people around you, but a five and fifteen record. But does he have Tony Romo's grit? Oh, that's, that's Tony oh. Romo. Tony Romo. Tony Romo is, is an awful player. player but he's a great player. He's an awful player, but an awful team. He's a winner. That's just winner. He's bring up this argument again. He's that's an awful player. He's, he's an awful player. That's a winner. Carmelo Anthony of the week. Carmelo Anthony of the week. Carmelo Anthony sounds like he's a fine player, but a bad winner. Who? Carmelo Anthony. No, no. Again, Tony Romo, Romo is no great team. football player. Romo is no. If he wasn't. If he did not play for Jerry Jones, he would have easily won a couple playoff games. Oh no, no. Couple playoff games. He would have awful. easily won no. a couple playoff who, games. Who could coach him? Belichick could not coach him. It's not even about. What do you mean? What are you talking about? He's not a hard player. You don't think Belichick could have? Had a team. That's just bullshit. He's got guns. He's got weapons all over the fucking field. That's just bullshit. Who's the best coach he's had in his career? I say Sean Payton easily. Oh, that's Sean Payton. Yeah, is the the best coach he's had in his career. Like, are you talking about coach as far as head coach? Are you talking about someone? Well, I mean, that's a that's a because the the dynamic of the Dallas Cowboys play calling system is is definitely um it's not as um traditional as you might think and Sean Payton definitely at that point when Sean Payton was on the Cowboys and that's why he got drawn away to the Saints is because he was definitely the number one the, the person calling a student pulling the strings I got a, I got a little excited when they said that Sean Payton might be or no 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 it wasn't even Sean Payton it's Drew Brees there was rumors before the Romo signing that Drew Brees was going to come over to Dallas and but it still fools gold. I think still yeah, it's still fools gold because they have the worst defense in the league. And Jerry Jones, I mean, they don't have the worst defense in the league. They have maybe the worst defense of all time. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, I think statistically, they might have in the last eight games of the season the worst defense of all time. Mm-hmm. Exceptionally bad. But, I mean, I, you know, at least especially for a high-profile team. They but just, they're not even worth. But we're dealing with football, and, and you know we're dealing with football, and with team games, such as football and basketball, works, work the same way. Good defense uh, creates offense, and good offense takes away the defense. The defense doesn't have to play. And if Tony Romo is going to let people fucking on the field all day, then the defense is going to have to do double. And Tony Romo does do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Nobody can deny that. He, the man, the man loves to throw five interceptions in a row. He does. Mm-hmm. Or, or and even if he doesn't do that, he he scores so quick they have no idea about 
controlling the ball and controlling the clock. Yeah. And maybe that's a coaching problem. It could be. I think it's a Tony Romo style problem. It's obviously a Tony Romo problem. Only he could catch. They have had champion, <laughs> multiple championship coaches coach him before. Uh huh. What's it? Bill Parcells getting run out of Dallas? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, what's his name's? Uh, that he's the defensive coordinator for um for Houston, Texas. Robert Wade, Wade, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips. Excuse me. Yeah. No, I mean, right. I'm, th- I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the other unmade bed. Right. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Rex Ryan. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just get such a bad taste in my mouth when I talk about the Cowboys. I well, I, just, I you know uh, I just like to, to discuss them because. I, they're, they're a shit show. You know what? You know what the Dallas Cowboys are. They're, 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 the the, the, they're the NFC North wrapping the one big team. Well, <laughs> they're on. I wish they were. Um, they were. They're on. Um, There's a big pile of. Which, they're, they're on TV every week. They they are the game, the marquee game, more weeks than mm-hmm. none. Even, no matter how much they win. Yep. But so are the Lakers, right? And I mean, not really. They're not. No. I don't think anyone is on a level, especially with with NFL being. NFL being what it is, as far as like uh, exposure and as, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like um, number of fandom, like numbers and fa- as far as fandom, I don't think there's anyone that, that compares with like a Dallas Cowboys or a Green Bay Packers. I don't think there is. Probably the NWO. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about weird numbers. I'm talking about numbers of people watching games on like a, a regular basis. It's Cowboys, yeah. Yeah, they watch Cowboys. I feel like it's a Everyone Fox News thing, though. I think it's... I, I, seriously, I think it's like, Fox News? I think it's like a Fox News or CNN thing, where it's like they have like the highest ratings every year in cable, but, or in cable every year, but you can't go to get your oil changed. You can't go to church. You couldn't go to fucking the beer store without seeing Fox News on the TV. It doesn't mean anybody's actually watching it. I, I just think Cowboys are just... They're a screensaver for Thanksgiving holidays. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing fun that happens there. Anyway, so Brian just left the room, which means that we don't have to talk about Cowboys anymore. Um, Thank God. <laughs> on that note, we should probably talk about Hams again because <laughs> Hams, the unofficial sponsor of the Big Three podcast. Oh, Brian's bathroom break. Brian's bathroom break. Um, so what's up with Greg Popovich? You want to talk about him a little bit? A fine coach, I think we can all agree. Probably the best candidate for coach of the year this year. First team to 58 or 50 Has wins. he not been a good candidate for that for the past decade? Though? Yeah, he absolutely is. He could have been yeah. the coach of the year every year for the last 15 years. Right, yeah, he's mm-hmm. been in the race. But this year, I, I think he's hands down easy him. He's, again, hitting his stride at the right time after the All-Star break. No, and, that's, uh, and that's his going game. Going on 11 yeah. games in a row. That's his game. That's his game. That's also, what, scoring 105 points a game this year. Absolutely. You talk about how they have played one basketball, 105 points a game. That's not really very boring. Wow. Great coach, great team. And, again, bringing out just talent that nobody saw coming. Patty Mills this game or this year had a 40-point game, I believe. Patty Mills? Yeah, a 40-point. he did. The man's name yeah. is Patty, and he's worth 40 points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I vote for Peppermint Patty as a uh, nickname for that cat. Peppermint, Peppermint Patty. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure that's already been voted on and discarded. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate or that. Or I like that. Patty okay. wagon. I like Patty wagon. Patty wagon. Oh yeah, we'd like to wish everybody a safe and happy St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Also, I thought it was good we to know that we didn't spend any time in a Patty wagon. No, uh, Jameson uh, Fine Irish fifteen dollar whiskey um, actually has banned the holiday, right. or they have renounced it. Mister, I just got a job buying fifteen dollar whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you, a millionaire? I know. Yeah. I, in this household, I only buy things. That's, 
hams is is my uh, classic premium. I don't even know where you of. buy hams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where do you purchase? That's that? right next to your house. The gas. I've been to right a lot of gas stations. I've never seen <laughs> hams. Brian, I think you just got a special knack for rooting out these particular <laughs> companies on the good end, the bad ends of things. You know. <laughs> but ham, hams, you know, I've had hams. I've had it. I, I'm flying I mean, it this whole time. It, it, it tastes it. fine, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Nectar of the gods. I had a roommate Nectar that loved it. And again, wait, wait, before, before he says it, before he says it, it this is the unofficial. Because uh, I don't want it, I don't want any any lawsuits. Nope. These guys still have money. The unofficial. <laughs> Do they though? The unofficial, <laughs> unofficial beer. Of of beer the big three. The <laughs> yeah. They could be the official beer for one six pack of hands. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you how do you guys think about playing a drinking game on mic one time? You might have to make it a weekend. I was up by two with two thirty nine left. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a great it's a great update. I like this. Yeah, like, I yeah, this, this, let's, this let's, is... let's live cast a Dallas Cowboys game, and every interception by Tony Romo means that you have to take one shot. Okay. Oh my gosh. And then we're gonna have to move this to weekends. Yeah. <laughs> we're have to weekend. Yeah. Some of us have jobs. And anytime Tony wait, Romo every smiles at the wait, camera, you take a sip of your beer. Every time, and every time he looks at the scoreboard forlorn, yes, forlorn, yes, he's like, "That's two sips of beer." That's damn. <laughs> you'll be so drunk. <laughs> we should play the Tony Romo drinking game. Yep. The lick oh, is li- the li- when he looks his lips and looks at the scoreboard. Like, yes, I love it. Potential love four it. point play for Monte Ellis. Dialed on a three. Dialed mm-hmm. up by five, y'all. Okay. How many minutes left? We got one fifty-six left. You take that. They're so, playing in Dallas this time, uh, tonight, right? They are. Okay. Does anyone want to? Uh, which um, the the uh, Dallas Mavericks will play for uh, eight games in a row, which is a, a very soft part of schedule. Um, in a row at the uh, the AAC, which they have uh, since that place opened, it's got a literally good mojo surrounds that place. Um, I'd like to see. I don't know. I don't know what the winning percentage is, but. Man, it's really wacky. It was really worth the dollars we put into it. Because uh, the winning percentage, I think, is pretty exceptional in that house. It's quite I've, a spectacle, I've, I have to say. It is. Um, no, it, it's yeah. a rocking stadium. I, I don't have the the privilege of going to a lot of NBA stadiums or a lot of um, stadiums outside of Dallas, but that one is definitely a raucous win. It's and an I think, absolute treat to go to, yeah. It's not a, a bad seat in the house. And I don't think and anyone wants to come play. Like, to go to. I don't, Cuban keeps it. Uh, that's another thing that could be said about his uh, um, humanitarianism or altruism. He keeps it. Uh, <laughs> uh, he keeps it. Uh, he keeps it very affordable to go to, and uh, it's just a rocket spot. It really is. That's so awesome. It's fun. If you ever get a chance, you got to go see a. Uh, it's a special place to go see a Mavs game. The art see a game. The Mavs are just they're number one in everyone's mind in there. There is no empty seats. It's just fun stuff. I, I had the pleasure of going to the uh, OKC Mavs playoff game uh, in their championship year. Oh, and nice. they won that night, and it was largely because Jet Terry in the fourth quarter dropped six threes in one quarter. There you go. I have never experienced something so Ridiculous. happy in my life. Like, so many people just, just so happy. And I, I saw a lady... Uh, Screaming through this little fence gate that was in front of her seat and licking it, licking it in ecstasy, <laughs> yep, and she that. didn't realize what she Jason was doing. Yeah. She didn't realize what she was doing. She just like literally was just crazed. Yes. And probably, yeah. you when don't Jet, even want to know what was licked that For context, she was like 40, 50, 60 years old, something. I don't know, somewhere in there. I can't really tell when people get above like forty. 
Kind of when Jenkins but. got started back in the day, he would get everybody all hyped up. And when he got when he got the old, I used to call him like he would get the crowd all laddered up when he would get out there because like <laughs> it would be like he if 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 he had been um or, or we had been sort of like sluggish in the first half, he'd come out and he'd get everybody all laddered up and like it it, it could it just come out of nowhere like he'd be come in halfway through their quarter, we would not be looking good. They put him in as not even a none of us like oh we're gonna do you know we're gonna we got um. A specific strategy to put him out here. It's just like, oh, we're gonna put Jet in and see what happens. And then Jet would get everybody all lathered up. Pretty soon the Mavs have like eighteen or twenty in a row, and like, it's like, damn. Definition of a spark plug. Just definition of a spark plug. Now we're owning it. Did now, get, now we have the upper hand. Did he get six man of the year from the championship run? He has gotten six man of the years before. I don't know if it was that during the championship run. I it's couldn't so think hard. of anybody That's better. a hard. That's a hard. Uh, it was him or JJ Barea. Well, that's one of the saying. hardest things to win, I believe. Is it? He had six men of the year in 08 or 09. Oh, okay. It's yeah, such a hard thing to win. It really is. It wasn't championship. There's so many people out there, like, it's so hard to win. Mm-hmm. Because you think, how many six men of the year? I mean. Yeah, it could be anyone. I mean, right. Like you gotta, yeah. you get even more players than you have players starting. Right, right, right. So it's maybe harder to win the, than the MVP. There's more and more players out there. Mm-hmm. Well. What else we got, guys? Any more uh, basketball? Because I lied to the audience earlier, and I've decided to do a little bit of Ranger stuff. Okay. Yeah. Do we give it that? Talk about Ranger stuff all by yourself. Yeah. So uh, tonight, while we were doing the podcast, Matt Harrison actually came back after his multiple injuries. Now, what position does he play? Is he a catcher? (laughs) 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 We can't have this. We can't have this. That's my role during basketball. We can't have complete a a, a blimpity. I know what his he likes. Yeah. So Matt Harrison, a pitcher on the Texas Rangers at what? What's the name of their new stadium? Choice Life Stadium. Choice Life. <laughs> um, it's called Ham Stadium. Ham Stadium. Yeah. So he actually made the English front page during this podcast, and it said that he had a he had a uh, shaky start, and I saw he had three runs allowed on his name, but I don't know why that's considered a um, a shaky start because Darvish did that on Sunday. And that's kind of what I wanted to hit now is because Darvish is scaring the living shit out of me. Um, he's only been a Ranger for two seasons now, and he's been nothing but consistent and awesome every time, even when we can't get the offense to score for him. But he has – Mike Maddox has done some adjustments to his delivery, and he is just allowing runs left and right in spring training. And I know that's the time to let it happen and all that stuff, but the man threw a baseball – Six feet wide of the plate and hit the back door of this the the spring training uh, complex they were in at the time. Uh, after thirty pitches down, and uh, he ended up having three and a half earned runs on his by the time he was done with that game. And he's our leadoff ace. I mean, he's got to be more consistent than that. And also, why would you change somebody's delivery when? Wait, why wouldn't you, Darvish, be the the leadoff ace? He is. Oh, he is. I'm just saying. Years. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Matt Harrison debuted tonight. Sorry. Oh. Okay. And Matt Harrison will be lucky to get fourth or fifth this okay. season. Um, but saying, I, I was just about baseball. But I know you, Darvish, is good. You, Darvish, is incredible. It's incredible. The in any any given year, he's an argument for the the years that he's been the MLB the last two. He is the best pitcher in the MLB American or National League. You have. Verlander, maybe you could argue Cliff Lee, and no, dude, that's yeah, I mean, who else would you even put up there? But 
Um, unfortunately, he doesn't get it because the Rangers have this weird thing where they don't score uh, many runs when he pitches for some reason. I guess they think it's a day off because he allows like less than two runs every game, guaranteed. But uh, I mean, well, last year's season opener against the Houston Astros, um, he had 26 guys down on strikeouts, or no, sorry, not on strikeouts, on outs, and he was going for a no-no, and in the the middle of the ninth inning, the 27th guy got a a single off of them. But anyways, I don't, I don't want to rant about this too long. Besides that, um, the big news that I'm really excited about that I actually had a dream about, and it came true because it's kind of obvious, Cliff Lee versus Hugh Darvish, opening day in Ranger Stadium on uh, March 31st. And I... Oh, why? What kind of dream did you have? <laughs> I second well, you that want to know? You, I just yeah, had, what's happening in this dream? I had a dream about Cliff Lee... In what about us? What was he doing? In the, the last for the Rangers reference of the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. It was just Cliff Lee and in a Rangers jersey. That, that's all that the dream entailed. Oh well, but, I mean, come on, why, why, why is that such a strange and odd thing? No, it isn't. I, it, it's. I was saying that it's not. It's actually pretty obvious that Cliff Lee would lead off the Phillies because the Phillies are fucking broke. They're like they're a terrible team and they're old guys and yeah, there's just a bunch of guys. Anyways. Last bit of thing, uh, last bit of news before. Um, What's your, uh, what is, oh, um, I know we're all fans, we, we established that um, we're fans of Jerkson Profar, and uh, so what was his week like? Let's talk about it. Uh, I haven't watched any uh, Jerkson Profar stats, but maybe David can pull that up for us. Yeah, Jerkson um, Profar. The guy, baseball. but spring training right now, Jerkson Profar is still not actually um, doing any, he's, he's not on second base. He's only been kidding. So he's been a DH this That's time. That's cool. I, I, I'm, I'm done to talk about that. I, I, I think I think I think hitting is more of a um, hitting is more of a rhythm thing that you got to get into. I think fielding is something you could, you your your mind just kind of knows, and like if you have yeah. uh, the man eye coordination, it does. But as far as working yourself into a quote unquote, I think we called I called it ladder. Um, working yourself into a ladder, mm-hmm. and hitting is one thing you you must do. Jerkson so, Profar has played in 13 games in spring training. 12 hits, 2 home runs, 11 RBIs, and a 300 batting average. Okay. That's amazing. And he's great for the infield. But if you think about... So damn near damn near an RBI a game. An RBI a game. And if you average an yeah. RBI a game in the regular season, you would be one of the best hitters of he all time. He isn't even drinking it yet in America. He's a very young man. He's 21, maybe. At this yeah. point, no, he's a very young man. Also, uh, the other guy—have you heard of Michael Choice? We picked him up uh-huh. from Oakland in a trade. Good choice. Sitting right now, his stat line. <laughs> uh, boom! I'm giving that a thumbs <laughs> down. He's, he's sitting on a 389 <laughs> spring training average. I apologize. 389. He's you got should. Hamilton numbers. Apologies for the week, Brian. No. Yeah, I'm going to bring her out. That's bad. Don't worry, I'll. So, Michael Choice in 36 at-bats has 8 runs, 14 hits, and 3 of those were doubles, 1 was a triple, and 2 was home runs, 6 RBIs, 3.89 average. His name is much worse than Jerkson Bofar's, though. Michael Choice. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to downgrade him for not having a cool name. Also, his name is actually Michael Blair Choice, and he's from Fort Worth, Texas. He loves Downgrade Raiders. him farther from that. Michael Choice... I, I the, the thing I would like to say about Michael Choice is that he might actually be in contention this year 
Wash keeps Wash keeps saying that he's going to keep him down for another year. I don't. Wash is Wash is not going to deny these numbers. I think that he's going to be in contention for Leonis Martin's job and Profar when he's injured on DH at least, if he's injured, I should say. So, I mean, there's really no, you know, there's no argument there. But anyway, so that's the Rangers minute. <laughs> oh yeah, and fuck the A's. Jared Parker, <laughs> Jared Parker, and Scott Casimir are looking shaky as shit right now. So the A's pitching is starting to, to waver a little bit, which is happy news for me. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're he done needs, here. Parker needs second. Tommy John surgery. His second Tommy John surgery. All right. So he's out for the season, if I know Gross. what that means. Yeah, he's done for the season. Maybe his career. I, I don't know how many guys have come back from two Tommy Johns. <laughs> you done? Over there. That's <laughs> 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 so many. <laughs> yeah, that's far too many. Okay, that's good. Oh wait, so next week we still haven't talked about this, and, and this is a good one. Um, especially like uh, it's apropos because of the way I feel right now. Um, Texas um is allowing alcohol in the uh, UT in uh, Daryl K Royal. <laughs> Which is a good is a good is a good thing to talk about because we are in um Dave is a is an alum. Um I don't know if he's paid enough to be a uh, a, a Tex X. Certainly not. Certainly not paid enough <laughs> because he if anyone, for anyone who doesn't know, you have to pay to be a Texas X. You do. You have to pay to be be labeled that, so you don't just get to pay. It's it. only a thousand dollars. It's only a thousand dollars. You don't just pay to go to there. And they give you a magazine. And they're pretty bumper little. Stickers. And a bumper stickers. Bumper stickers. Bumper stickers. Yeah, a thousand dollars a year. Nah, bump, not bumper stickers. Not photo. Um, bumper sticker. Bumper sticker uh, and a magazine. It's rare. You you don't you don't just pay to go to their school, which is a fine institution by all, all accounts. You have to pay to be an alum. They Funny. have the best weed in Texas. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, a fine institution. So, shout to my dealers. They are going to have alcohol now. Which yeah. I think, is, is this is this exclusive? Like, is there any other um, is there any other uh, venue that has alcohol in um, their uh, stadiums in college sports? Yeah. I don't know. They're talking about it in in the, in the Michigan Wolverines, probably. And no, they don't. They don't. <laughs> I actually read an article today, and I wanted to bring it up because of that. Actually, it's such a large um, it's such a large topic. I wanted to bring it up next week, but we can talk about it here right now. Um, Michigan was talking about bringing it in, but they say that we need not only control um, of who gets the alcohol, duh, uh, but we need like uh. We need certain particular, of course, particular changes in the, you know, our, um, our stands are to have, you know, alcohol in, which is like, it's not that much money. Do you know what alcohol brings in? Plus, different regulations on the way our fans behave once they have consumed alcohol, but we have to, like, we have to, like, probably foresee that most fans in the out al- in uh, around the, the nation have consumed alcohol before they've gone right. in. Selfishly, right? selfishly, I am okay and with this because maybe they will end their night at the UT game instead of on Sixth Street where I go. Interesting. That's Interesting. Selfish. Because because I would think okay, and I'm just I'm I'm speaking not only as a I'm speaking as an alcoholic, but as just a, <laughs> a logical person here. So I'm not gonna speak like from a a, a point that, like that I live in Round Rock and like I have two kids. I'm gonna speak from a logical like alcoholic here. Then most people are not gonna buy your seven dollar beers if you have seven dollar beers. They'll probably 
bring a bottle of alcohol, consume it before they go in. I mean, there's two, what, there's like five fucking mm-hmm. blocks of, uh, of pregame, um, tailgating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, sure. it's extensive. It's extensive. That happened before. It's yeah. yeah. It's going to still happen. Guys from Round Rock. In the, in the same way, you can walk around 6th Street. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They certainly yeah, they will. So it's like, what's the damn difference? Serve the alcohol. Who cares? You'll be making more money, and like you'll be giving more money to the institute. Well, who knows where that damn money's going to go. But you'll be giving more money to the institution. Why are we... Why are we uh, well, the only problem is this, is the Big Three is going to lose their sponsorship to the Hamps. <laughs> <laughs> That is the problem. You're exactly right. <laughs> that would that would certainly that would <laughs> unofficial. It, it, we have to we have to understand that this is is very much an unofficial sponsorship. Although it hasn't responded they, to our emails, right. they do have the choices. I try to I try to hit hams up earlier. Is it hams or ham? Hams. 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 It belongs. No, to no, no, no. Singular. Like the thing I'm drinking right now is a ham. Right, but like if you drink, then you're drinking with that hams. hams beer. Hams beer. I wish hams would actually spell it with a Z. Maybe actually we should we should brew our own beer in David's bathtub again and uh, <laughs> and and call it hams with a Z. And then it would be the official sponsor of the podcast. That's gonna have to be for next week. I will. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about it next week. So anyway, uh, keep yourself uh, yourself boozed up on hams and. Uh, <laughs> If you have a uh, a congressman or a congresswoman around you, uh, let's keep pushing for alcohol in every single stadium we could possibly <laughs> think of. And I mean, pretty every much every st- venue and every building we can get it in, really. Exactly. Right. I, that's me dropping my pen. <laughs> every venue. He's exactly right. <laughs> good night. Good luck. <laughs> and before we leave, I just want to read this headline because I really do enjoy it. Woman stabs husband for worshiping Bristol race after crashing car into church. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a real thing. Can you not explain it? No, no. you don't. What I think we, we, headline, we, we have to we have to say we have to listen to this segue. We have to listen to it. I th- I think the headline explains it well. But whoa! <laughs> I just got air horned. Um, a, a woman drove her car through a church to get inside because the devil told her to. Um, she took a kitchen knife with her. She called her husband while laying in front of an altar at the church that she drove a car into and said, hey, I got into a wreck. Come help me. And then she stabbed him when he arrived. And that is the end of the story. All right. Thank you, guys. That's for, what NASCAR For did. joining <laughs> us for the, the Big 3 podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week. Be safe. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Don't know, you don't know the dope road.